All right, we be live. Hello, everybody. I see people are already in the live chat, active, talking. Hi, guys. Hi. We already have a super chat, which is amazing. Make sure you like the stream right now. This is one of those streams that we're going to get, I think we're going to get very technical. Um, it's important that you pay attention to this. And it's, I also want to see what you guys are saying in the live chat about this topic, because this is something that I think gets a lot more complicated than a lot of people make it seem to be. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm going to try to be able to figure this out live on air with you guys. And okay, look at this. We have, and well, I don't know if we are being demonetized yet, but thank you for the super chat in advance because we probably will. We probably will. Well, so far, 40 seconds into the stream, we have not been demonetized, which, which is good. Is the audio good? Soho is confirming that the audio is good. People are saying hi, hi. And also Soho is reminding you, everybody, to like the stream right now. It's important that you like the stream at the beginning of the stream to it, for YouTube to attract more people to this stream so people end up watching it. So please go ahead and do this right now. This was a debate on the Piers Morgan show. It, it was the response to Netanyahu who just recently coming out and saying no to Hamas's deal for a ceasefire, which we are going to now see what that ceasefire, what that deal was what the response was and what we think and what you guys think about at sub at what point um there should be a ceasefire should the war stop shouldn't uh, we'll see we'll see we're gonna get into the details of this okay but again i'm gonna start this very soon because i think i would have a lot to say and i don't know if we're going to be able to have the time to say all of the things that i need to say so let's get well let me see hi let me just Highlight the super chat. I think I already did that. So thank you so much, Darko, for the super chat covering uh, the eventual demonetization of the stream. Thank you so much, Darko. And again, guys, if you guys want to use super chats to support us because we are constantly getting demonetized, so your super chats really help this channel growing. So let's just get started, all right? This breaking news an hour before I came on air that Benjamin Netanyahu has categorically dismissed Hamas's new calls for a prolonged ceasefire in Gaza pledging to forge ahead with Israel's military campaign until securing what he terms as total victory. Netanyahu pledged to destroy Hamas and ruled out any arrangement that leaves a Palestinian militant group in full or partial control of Gaza. I would like to emphasize once again, there is no other solution other than this complete and decisive victory, because otherwise it is just a matter of time till the next massacre. So pay attention to what he's saying, because correct me if I'm wrong, there seems to be a change in tone, right? Initially, initially when, I, when this war started, the, the, the thing that Netanyahu and his administration said that they require for this war to stop was the complete elimination of Hamas. Now they're not saying that anymore. They're saying complete victory, complete victory, right? So is that an acknowledgement that Hamas is not something that you could just destroy with such military operations? So we'll see. What do you guys think? Let me know in the live chat. What do you guys think? And the axis of terror from Iran will continue. So only by destroying Hamas. Yeah, guys, uh, I understand a lot of you are saying like Hamas refused to deal uh, the deal as well. Like there were, yes, there were other deals that Hamas refused and people are saying like wrong questions should not Hamas, uh, Hamas should, uh, should have not started this war anyways. Um, guys, uh, we, yes, Hamas is evil. I think we, in this channel, we are, we already on that, we have established that uh, we blame Hamas for civilian casualties in Gaza and Hamas started this and Hamas is to blame. Um, that is not something you could continue to repeat 
when we are trying to figure out what is the best strategy going forward. You know, so there are as you know, when it comes to the international community, us, other commentators, I know the IDF, Israel's government, Israeli people, what is the best thing to do right now? If you keep saying, well, Hamas shouldn't have started the war, that is not a serious conversation. Yes, obviously, Hamas should not have started this war, okay? But figuring out now that Hamas started this war, whether you should do A or B or C or D, and in response to A, B, C, or D, you're like, well, Hamas this, Hamas that. Like, okay, yes, Hamas Hamas shouldn't, Hamas is a terrorist group, Hamas is evil, Hamas should not, should not even exist, okay? Obviously. But what is the proper response right now? That is a different discussion. Will we have security for the state of Israel? Okay, so Adi is saying he is still talking about completely destroying the Hamas military arm. That is still, okay, that is still, okay, thank you for confirming that. I think that's the wrong conversation to be have had here, right? Because that is basically setting up yourself for defeat if that is what you're asking for again it used to be destroying hamas completely now they're saying hamas military arm which is more achievable again but i think they're even if they're saying that i think they're cha changing the way they talk about this right now Ch uh, destroying hamas's military arm that is different from completely eliminating hamas so maybe that's an acknowledgement that hamas's support hamas's ideology um, Hamas's propaganda will still be there, even, and they're not going to be able to destroy that. In the north and in the south, because Hamas would like to radiate its terror all over the Middle East. Well, joining me to discuss this is the Israeli-American journalist, Emily Schrader, the Israeli-American activist and author, Miko Peled, and the Palestinian commentator, Omar Bader. Well, welcome to all of you. Um, start with you, Emily. Uh, a lot of people around the world imploring Israel to have some kind of ceasefire, not least to get the hostages out, but also to stop the relentless killing of uh, innocent Palestinians, women, children, and so on. But Netanyahu absolutely... Okay, this is an unfair um, description of what's happening. First of all, there's two types of pressure on Israel's government for ceasefire. There's a pressure from inside of Israel uh, by many people, but not all. I think I think the majority of Israelis want this war to continue until there's some sort of a victory. Correct me if I'm wrong, people in the live chat. There are people, there are many people in Israel that want this war to stop. There are mostly uh, the family of the hostages. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. They they their request for this war to stop is so that they could get the hostages back and also so that the hostages in gaza are not being killed because of the bombardment the pressure from outside of israel on israel to stop this war is because they are the misunderstanding uh basically what what piers morgan just said like this indiscriminate killing of children palestinian children so that israel is not doing that israel is not attempting to kill civilians and kill children if it is it's doing a very poor job i mean we could get into more details about that but it's pretty obvious that it, israel is not trying to indiscriminately uh kill civilians and children that is a very very unfair again let's 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 forget about what is fair right if you genuinely are trying to be 
solution focus, you have to be honest about people's intentions here. I don't care if you love Israel or you hate Israel or whatever, like, or if you are, I don't know, even pro Hamas. If you, if you're somebody that wants this war to start, at least with yourself, you have to be honest about why people are doing what they're doing. Okay. It is very, very, I don't know, either idiotic or dishonest for anybody to look at what's happening and genuinely think that the idea of the Israel's military is trying to kill civilians. So no matter how much you hate Israel, if you are genuinely somebody who wants this war to stop, who wants the killings to stop, be please understand why everybody is doing what they're doing. And the IDF is not trying to kill as many Palestinian civilians as they can. They're not doing that. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Just look at if you look, just look at the ratio of civilian to militants and then compare that to other wars and also take into account the population density of Gaza and also the way Hamas operates. It's pretty obvious that that's not the intention of Israel. This, If Israel is trying to kill civilians, this is the worst army in the world that is not doing some, is not able to achieve something that is so easy to achieve. How is Israel capable of having such a low relative to other wars, civilian to militant death ratio in a place with such high population density with Hamas that uses human shield? They're obviously trying to avoid killing civilians. It's pretty obvious. You are you are such a moron or you're lying if you don't see that. Oh, my God. Let's continue. Absolutely adamant uh, tonight. No deal. No ceasefire. We will go on until Hamas are completely finished. Uh, what is your reaction to this? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on this important topic tonight. I think the way that... Even yeah, people are saying, yeah, Armin, you serious? Yeah, I am serious. Do you not see this? Do you not see that is if Israel, if Israel genuinely, if Israel's army genuinely was trying to kill civilians, the number, the death numbers right now would be 200,000 or 300,000 or something like that. It wouldn't be 20,000, 30,000. It would be easily in the hundreds of thousands because it's so easy to do that in Gaza. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on this important topic tonight. I think the way that even the sentiment was phrased that it's Israel rejecting ceasefire isn't quite accurate, you know, when it comes to what the situation is on the ground. Is no, you know, I know that's such a such a pro-Israeli talking point, but Israel is rejecting ceasefire and it's right to reject ceasefire because that because the terms of the ceasefire by Hamas is ridiculous. So don't say like, oh, Israel is, re is not rejecting ceasefire. It is. It should be. Again, I don't trust Netanyahu, Netanyahu's intentions. But even if Netanyahu was not in power, anybody else with the terms that Hamas is giving for a ceasefire, this ceasefire with these terms should be rejected. What the hell? So no, you're not. I mean, Emily, I don't think you're right. I, Israel did reject the ceasefire and it, it should be. It should be. Again, 
I don't, I don't, Netanyahu is rejecting this ceasefire for different intentions than he should be. He's probably rejecting the ceasefire because if this war stops, he's like kind of screwed uh, because Israelis hate Netanyahu right now. So his intentions are not good. But even if there was somebody else in, in, in power with, with the right intentions, when, when Hamas comes with this conditions for a ceasefire, obviously you should say no to that. Then the whole war would have been for nothing. Like, what happens to your deter Israel's deterring power? If you do a ceasefire with the conditions that Hamas wants right now, Hamas will come back fully in power. Fully in power. This whole thing would have been for nothing. And Israel's deterring, deterring capabilities, the, the demonstration of Israel's deterring capabilities, will go out the way, which will start another round of back and forth with these, of these attacks. This will... Saying yes to the ceasefire with the conditions that Hamas is asking for, that's what gets you endless war. That's what gets you endless war because Israel, they, here's the thing, when Israel is attacking Gaza, unfortunately, a lot of pro-Israelis think that this is because we need to punish them because they deserve, like Palestinians need to be punished. So, not all of them, but some pro-Israeli supporters are like, oh yeah, they deserve it because they need to be punished. This is not about punishment. This is about demonstrating your deterring capabilities if israel loses this if with these conditions get we get a ceasefire for hamas and hamas gets the it's it, the entire capability that it had lost back because of these conditions of the ceasefire then israel with all of this military capability have shown nothing from this war in the past couple of months and the and the demonstration of deterring capability will go out the window which will mean forever war which means forever war that's the reason why you should say no to the ceasefire. What the situation is on the ground. Israel has been willing to accept multiple ceasefires in the past, as well as they have done temporary pauses in fighting. Um, the reality is that we had a ceasefire on October 6th. It wasn't Israel who started this war, uh, but it is Israel who will finish it. And you cannot invade the sovereign borders. We're not even talking about disputed territory. We're not talking about the West Bank, but the sovereign borders of the state of Israel rape, murder, and maim innocent people, and then kidnap over 200 more and expect that you can dictate the terms of your own survival and staying in power in the Gaza Strip. This is just not the way it works, and Israel would actually be in violation of international law for doing so because israel okay yeah okay israel needs israel should be finishing it and israel should be i mean technically in any war when you need to finish this war there is um you do no matter how evil your enemy is there is some conversation with the enemy right like in the in world war ii do you think like there, there wasn't a conversation with you know, the nazis there was obviously there was right um but Here's the thing: when you when we say Israel will finish this war, well, we have to understand how how right. What is what is finishing this war look like? Because if if you come and say finishing this war looks like Hamas completely is gone, well, yeah, that is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. So what what you should have what the the definition of finishing this war should have been Hamas cannot rule over Gaza. Instead of saying, so you need to replace Hamas with something else, okay? So there's two problems with this. There is no, there is no something else, which we could talk about later a little bit uh, down the road, but once we further get into this. But the, the goal of Israeli army should have not been to completely annihilate Hamas because that will never end. The goal should have been we will weaken them to the point 
where they can never rule over Gaza again. That is a much more serious, that is a mu much more achievable objective. That should have been how they defined mission accomplished. They didn't define mission accomplished right now. I hope they're moving towards defining mission accomplished in that way. That, yeah, God, Hamas will be a thing, obviously. It, like Hamas is already a, a thing even beyond Gaza. But we will make sure that they never get a chance to be rulers of Gaza ever again. That, that should have been the objective. That's how finishing this war, what finishing this war looks like. Oh, thank you so much, Sid, for the super sticker. What is the super sticker? It's a pair. What is, it's, it's a pair doing, I don't know what the pair is doing, just lying on the ground. But thank you so much for the super chat, 100 rupees from India. Are we demonetized yet? I mentioned Adolf Hitler and everything. We're, mon we're still monetized, guys. We're still monetized. We're still green. Amazing. Okay, let's continue. As a state actor, has an obligation legally to restore yes. a sense of security to the citizens of the state of Israel. And unfortunately... So Israel, has, with this war on Gaza, Israel should have two objectives. Two objectives. One, to demonstrate to Israel's enemy that when you fuck around, you'll find out. Not because... get Guys, try to train yourself not to have an urge to see people punished. Our urge should be to demonstrate we want less war. Sometimes you need war to have less war. This is not about justice. This is not about what people deserve. This should be about how we reduce misery in this world. And when some people misbehave, you as a country, you as a government, it is your responsibility to show, to demonstrate that you will be, uh, you will see a major reaction that you do not want, not because you deserve punishment or anything like sense of justice like that. This is my, this whole idea of a sense of justice or punishment. These are religious mindsets, right? When it try to step out of that mindset, try to just think like what options will reduce are the highest likelihood of reducing misery in the world. So when somebody attacks you, if you respond strongly, if you do something in response, if you show advertise to the world that I have deterring capabilities, that is a recipe for reducing war. So it's hard. For, I don't know why it's hard, hard for some people to understand. Sometimes you need war to reduce war. Just like, Israel's actions in Lebanon, even though it had a lot of casualties, it reduced war because a lot of people are like, okay, we can't mess with Israel. Now Israel needs to send that signal again that you can't mess with Israel. That cannot be done until Hamas is removed from power in the Gaza Strip. Well, Mika, I can see you laughing there incredulously. Before you respond to that, I just want to inform viewers about what the Hamas proposed deal was, as seen by the Reuters news agency. Phase one, a 45-day pause in fighting, during which all Israeli women hostages, males under 19, the elderly and sick, would be exchanged for Palestinian women and children held in Israeli jails. Israeli forces would withdraw from populated areas of Gaza and the reconstruction of hospitals and refugee camps would begin. Phase two, remaining male Israeli hostages would be exchanged for Palestinian prisoners and Israeli forces would leave Gaza completely. Phase three, both sides would exchange remains and bodies and Hamas is also calling for the complete withdrawal 
of Israeli forces from Gaza going forward. Um, your response to... That is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. That means like no deterrent capability. That will completely provide the time that they also ask for this. That will completely provide Hamas. Hamas has not lost enough to be not to be able to rebuild, right? Has not. That would mean this entirety of the war on Gaza will not achieve any of the goals. Hamas will be able to rebuild itself. The world will it would be it would be obvious to the world that Ham uh, Israel lost. Israel, with its advanced military, went to, to Gaza, did not achieve what it wanted to, and, and Hamas will be able to rule over Gaza again. That is a completely ridiculous ask. The, the whole point of attacking Gaza is to demonstrate Israel's deter deterrent capability. This will be a complete defeat for Israel. This will be a complete comeback of Hamas. This will be a, and again, Hamas would not accept anything other than it being able to rule over Gaza. So what they're asking for is something so that they could rule over Gaza again. And again, let's look at Israel and let's look at Hamas. Israel will not accept Hamas ruling over Gaza. And Hamas will not accept not being able to rule over Gaza. Not, okay, we have two parties in fight, okay? And they both have a red line, and these red lines cross over each other. That means the only th this war will continue unless one of these sides is completely loses its capability to achieve what it wants. You, do you understand how this works? If Israel, we know, like, regardless of what you think about Israel, if you're pro-Israel, if you're anti-Israel, you have to know that Israel will not accept Hamas ruling over Gaza again. And whatever you think about Hamas, if you're pro-Hamas, if you're anti-Hamas, you have to accept that Hamas is not going to accept not being able to rule over Gaza again. So if you want peace, regardless of what you think about Israel and regardless of what you want about Hamas, okay, if you want peace, one of these two entities have to be able to completely lose their capacity of doing war. And guess what? That's not going to be Israel, right? It's not going to be Israel. So it has to be Hamas. Again, I'm, I'm telling you, like, mathematically how this works, even if you are pro-Hamas. Even if you're anti-Israel, mathematically, the only way you, based on these metrics that I just tell you, the only way to get peace is to destroy Hamas's capability of being able to do war. So that's why Hamas should not say yes to the ceasefire. Do you see how that works? That works. That's just like simple logic. That's simple logic. Even if you're pro-Hamas. And also during a negotiation, here's another thing. Here's this, 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 negotiations 101. Like if some if you're negotiating, even if you're buying a freaking car, if the if the person comes with their first offer and you say yes to the first offer, you're a moron. Obviously, the first offer is not the, the maximum thing that the person is willing to give. Okay, forget Hamas. If somebody's trying to sell you a car, if they come with an offer and you don't and you just say yes to that. You're a freaking moron. Obviously, they're gonna willing. They are way more willing to give. They're willing to give way more than whatever they say in their first offer. Obviously, you have to say no to that. Netanyahu saying no deal. Oh, your mic is oh, off, Mika. sir. Your mic is off. Mika, I'm sorry. I think you're muting. You're on mute at the moment. If you wouldn't mind just unmuting ah, yourself. Sorry, there we go. That, yes. You're back. Well, it, seem, it seems certainly that the Hamas proposal is reasonable and Netanyahu being a genocidal maniac who wants to continue the killing and the bloodshed.
Okay, you're not a serious person. Like, when you start talking like this, you know what? No matter what side you are, okay? If you start talking like this, then you're just here to virtue signal. Then you're here to virtue signal. You're not genuinely, when you start talking like this, I don't care if you're pro-Israel or pro-Hamas or whatever, okay? If you, you are not a person that is genuinely trying to figure out a solution that reduces the misery in the world. You're just here to just grandstand and like, hey, look at me. I am, I am such a good person. I am going to be the most um, anti, you know, the other side as possible. That's what you should do. You're just virtue signaling. This is not a. You're. Not, I don't know. I don't know who this person is, but you're not. You're not important. You're not. You're not a serious person to listen to. You're not solution oriented. Well, it seems it seems certainly that the Hamas proposal is reasonable, and Netanyahu, being a genocidal yeah. maniac who wants to continue the killing and the bloodshed. Is not interested. I mean, I think we've seen that the last uh, several months of, of of his policies in Gaza have led to what, what can only be described as mass genocide. And it's not mass. You how is it, who is this guy? He has all these books behind him, and he doesn't even know what mass genocide means. How is it a mass genocide? How is this mass? If they're doing genocide, like nobody has done genocide as poorly as Israel has done in the history of genocides. How do they, if they are trying to do mass genocide, how are they so, how do they, how are they sucking so much at mass genocide? Do you know for you to say something is, or somebody is committing genocide, you actually have to prove intent? If I'm trying to look at intent, how is Israel achieving lower than global average civilian to militant ratios in casualties in such a hot population dense area? with civilian shields, with human civilian shields, if they were actually, because genocide, when the word, I don't know if this person understands the definition of a genocide, but when you say genocide, you have to show intent. You can't just show numbers and say like it's genocide. Genocide requires a proof of intent. The ratio, the population density, and the way Hamas operates shows the opposite of your claim. And since the entire world is standing with him and he's not seeing any, he's not facing any consequences seriously, there's no reason for him to stop. And so the question is, will the international community step in and force him to stop the killing, force him to accept the Hamas uh, or the, the, the Palestinian proposals? Uh, oh, look at that was a Freudian slip. Like, oh, the Palestinians. These are, these are Hamas sympathizers, okay? Like the he knows if he can't see it, like that was like oh Hamas. I mean the Palestinian. I mean the Palestinians. Um, the Palestinians. Yeah, sure. Uh, and will the international community stand by the Palestinians who are now, like I said, presented uh, the world and presented Israel with a very reasonable, um, a very reasonable proposal for ceasefire. Having said that, I think the ceasefire is nowhere nearly enough. I think uh, I, I think the entire international community needs to come in. And, and declare a no-fly zone over Gaza and, and impose <laughs> severe sanctions against the state of Israel, particularly now since it's obvious that he is the, is the state of Israel is refusing even a very reasonable proposal. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Like the, your own international communities came and looked at this and they could not find any proof of genocide, right? There's no proof of genocide. The international court did that. There is no proof. And get, here's the thing. I'm, I am here to think. I am willing to even accept that there is a very likelihood 
that there are individuals, individual bad actors within IDF that do have genocidal intent and are doing acts within IDF, you will be able to find bad actors and bad soldiers and even maybe even some commanders, right? That are doing individual actions that could be described as genocidal. You, you will be able to find that because you you probably find that in most wars, even, you know, like, do you think like when the allies were attacking Nazis, you couldn't find bad actors within the allies? You're always going to be able to find that. But if you judge the entirety of how the IDF is operating, the entirety, not individual bad actors, the, uh, there has been no military in modern history that has gone so much out of their way to try to reduce civilian casualties. Never in the history of modern warfare you could find a single other example of any military go doing so much to try to reduce civilian casualties. But what do you do? You're just like 20,000, 20,000, 30,000, 30,000. Oh, this is a high number. You don't, you don't care about the high numbers in all, all other wars, especially in other places. Where Muslims were dying as well, but this is this here because Israel is doing it because Jews are doing it. You just throw away that number, not looking at the ratio, not looking all the other contexts, not looking at the fact that Hamas uses human shields, not looking at the population density, ignoring all the other things Israel is trying to do to reduce civilian casualties, and you just fixate on the number. No, it's not just the numbers. The numbers would if. The numbers would be a lot higher if Israel did not respond. What should have Israel done? What should have Israel done? Why don't these people tell us what Israel should have done in response to October 7th? Do you know if you attack a country and the country doesn't respond, you're asking for more war? Do you understand that the casualties would have ended up being higher over the long term? Oh, thank you so much, Parvone, for the. For the super chat saying he repeatedly calls for calls the proposal reasonable, but gives no reason as to why it seems reasonable to him. That's actually a good point. Well, let's see. Maybe he does. But thank you so much, Paravana. Yeah, how is it reasonable? How is it reasonable? The proposal accepting this proposal means Hamas will be back in power in Gaza. How is that reasonable? That would mean more war forever. By the way, since we got a super chat, let me see if we are demonetized yet. Guys, we're still not demonetized. What's happening today? We're still green. I even mentioned Hitler. <laughs> so that, wow, this is a good day. Thank you. Uh, by the Palestinians, by the Palestinian representatives in, in the Gaza Strip. So it seems very, very clear. The only question is, why is the international community not standing with the Palestinians and not helping the Palestinians to enforce at least this very reasonable um, okay, but isn't uh, the, proposal. Okay, but to play devil's advocate here, uh, Israel's position is that Hamas committed an appalling terror attack on October the 7th, killing over 1,200 people, uh, many of whom were innocent women and children, butchered in the most savage manner. And they have publicly stated since then, Hamas, that they will do the same thing again and again and again if they're able to. And at the moment, depending on which figures you, you look at, at least half the Hamas fighting force is still there and still fighting, um, representing to Israelis an existential threat to their very existence. So why should Netanyahu, in that circumstance, allow half of Hamas to 
continue to exist and present that threat to his people? Well, the question is why why we're accepting the, the Israeli premise to this. Israel has been engaged in genocide and apartheid policies for 75 years. Palestinians have been living under a reign of terror, particularly in the Gaza Strip. Okay, that is irrelevant. How my, even if it's true, what does that got? To, what he said is the reality on the ground. Oh my God, guys. Okay, Israel is not apartheid. That is ridiculous. How is that? How is you're talking about Gaza? Are you talking about Gaza when you're talking about apartheid? Gazans are not even uh, Israelis. How could you have apartheid on people that are not even your citizens? Um, but that's another point. Uh, let me see how, what what Piers Morgan is saying is that if you stop the war right now, Hamas will be able to gain like Hamas attacked Israel, which is true, killed so many civilians, which is true. Hamas right now, if you stop the war, they will be able to regain control over Gaza, which is true. Ha based on these realities, why would we accept a ceasefire at this moment? This guy is like, well, Israel is apartheid. Okay, even if it is, even if, which is not, but even if it is apartheid, the realities that we just listed for you are true, are true. Even if Israel was an apartheid, the fact that another a terrorist group attacked Israel and killed all of its so many of its civilians requires a response. The fact is that if you do not destroy Hamas's capability to rule over Gaza, Israel would have lost this war. And if Israel loses this war, it, it is not able to demonstrate its deterrent capability. Demonstrating your deterrent capability is a requirement for less wars. All of these are realities. What you're saying. Is first of all false, but even if it was true, it's irre irrelevant to the question that is being asked. It's like, oh, 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 you asked me a hard question. Don't look in here. Don't look in here. Oh, apartheid. Israel evil. Israel evil. Okay, what well, is fine? Israel evil. How do we stop? How do we stop this from continuing? Because your recipe is not the right recipe. I. Guys, I feel sorry for the Palestinian people that these are their defenders. Guys, you should cry for the Palestinian people. You should shed tears for the Palestinian people that they are being supported by a whole bunch of anti-Semites. This is why the Palestinian people suffer. Because the people who act like they're poor Palestinians are the reason for their suffering. Because they're encouraging Palestinians to continue fighting a hopeless war. And they don't want... Peace. These people don't want peace. Do you know what they want? Do you know what they want? They want justice. They don't want peace. They want justice. And do you know what is the problem for wanting justice instead of peace? It's because people have different definitions for justice. Okay? The pro the, you get continuous war when everybody on every side wants justice. All right? Do you know how? Do you know how you switch people's mindset to go from wanting justice, which everybody has a different definition for what that looks like? Do you know how you change people's mindset from wanting justice to wanting peace? Do you know how that happens? Guys, tell me. Tell me in the live chat. You agree that if, if A and B are fighting 
And A wants justice and B wants justice. And the idea of what justice looks like for A and what just, justice looks like for B, that means this war continues. Do you know how you could convince one of these people to just forget what you think about justice and just want peace? Do you know how that happens? How does that happen historically? How, how did people of a nation or a state go, go from like, you know what, forget justice. Let's just end this war. How does that happen? How does that happen? No, they don't come. No, people are saying compromise. They, I'm saying, how do they compromise? How do they like forget justice? Let's just end this. Yes. Yes, you defeat them. You defeat them. Completely defeat them. That's how people like forget it. That's what happened to Germany. That's what happened to Japan. That's what happened to Jordan. That's what happened to Egypt when it comes to Israel. You're like, yeah, you're not going to win. You convince the other side that they're not going to win. That's how you end wars. That's how you get peace. You don't get peace by stopping the war. You get peace by continuing to the war to the point that the other side loses the will to continue fighting. I guess what? This is not going to happen to Israel. It's not going to happen to Israel. So no matter what you think, like, oh, this is so unfair. Like Israel needs to be punished some way. They have been committing war crimes. Okay, keep wanting that. That is means war forever. If at some point, it, okay, guys, let me tell you how, let me give you, tell you a dark truth, a dark reality. Even if Israel was evil, okay, and Palestinian people were all good, and Hamas was a force for good, okay? Even if that, if we lived in that alternative reality, okay? Even in that world, Palestinian people should just surrender because they're not going to win this war. They're not going to win this war. Even in that wor world, if you genuinely wanted to peace, then Israel should be able to completely defeat Hamas, even in that world. So what do you want? What do you want? You want fairness? You want, you want justice? Or do you want people to stop dying? Or do you want people to actually have peace and prosperity? Because that will come when Israel completely defeats Hamas's capability to rule over Gaza. And let's continue. And present that threat to his people. Well, the question is why, why we're accepting the, the Israeli premise to this. Israel has been engaged in genocide and apartheid policies for 75 years. Palestinians have been living under a reign of terror, particularly in the Gaza Strip. This is not the first time that Israel massacres civilians by the thousands in the Gaza Strip. So why Palestinians are resisting and why Palestinian fighters came out of Gaza on October 7th? He's resisting. He's referring to October 7th as Palestinian people resisting, okay? You know what you're doing? This is why I'm saying I, I cry for Palestinians because these are the people who defend them. Because you know what the signal that you're sending to Israel's, you are, even in your wildest dreams, you're not going to be able to change Israel's behavior like this. If you come and call October 7th as an act of resistance, then why should Israelis pay attention to what you have to say? Why would Israelis give in to international pressure? when people are referring to October 7th as an act of resistance. 
you are signaling to Israelis that it doesn't matter what they do. Okay, even like let's say how many people, how many civilians, how many Palestinians have died in, in Gaza because of Israel's attacking, right? Um, let's say it's you know 40,000, right? When you call October 7th as an act of resistance, that means that if instead of 40,000, it was 1,000, or if it was 500, you will still consider Israel evil. So, why should Israel? worry about international pressure when it's evil regardless of what it does when you, you people are like oh israel people are now anti-israel because of how many people are being killed in uh, gaza and stuff right when october 7th attack happened even before we got to this numbers people were coming out protesting against israel when is the Islamic Jihad bombed a Gazan hospital and people thought thought it was Israel? People were protesting in the streets, regard like without any evidence that this was Israel. People were celebrating. People were ripping out pictures of hostages of Israeli children in the streets before Israel started responding in Gaza. So Israel is when you consider Israel to be regardless and blame them for everything, no matter what they do. That means that you have lost your ability to exert pressure on Israel because you're signaling to Israelis that they are evil no matter what they do. And this is why you don't have any deterring power. This is why this is why United States actually has pressuring power over Israel because they don't treat them like they're freaking evil because the United States government doesn't treat Israel like, like they're pro, pro, completely evil. So they have leverage. They have pressuring power on Israel. You guys don't. And you guys are supposed to be allies of Palestinians to pressure Israel, but you say the exact things that makes you have no influence over Israel. And this is why Palestinians are so lonely because the Palestinians have you to defend them. Have you to defend them. You are the worst of all allies. We got another super chat. All colors with the super chat saying, I just casually dropped the lyrics for one of my songs, LMAO, Poor Me. Hello, Armin. Well, hello, and thank you for the super chat, for the five-year super chat. Let me see if we're demonetized. That reminds me. We're still monetized. We're still monetized. Was it, okay, maybe it was that guy that mentioned in the... Maybe that guy, which HP, like, I'm not going to mention his name. Is mentioning that guy's name get me demonetized? Which, okay, I'm not going to mention his name. All right, let's continue. ...came out of Gaza on October 7th and, and, and engaged in resistance is not the question. Well, it's not resistance, is it? I mean, let's, let's res what is, what is resistance about it's raping and murdering resistance. and kidnapping innocent it's civilians? Absolute resistance. How is that Terrorism. resistance? He continues. She, she's saying, like, what, how is that resistance? They were raping and killing children. How is that resistance? It's like, it's absolutely resistance. It's absolutely resistance. Holy crap. Why? The, Pierce Morgan, you're making Palestinians. Palestinian people, if they knew what they were, what, what was best for them, they would like complain, like, why, why are these people, why are these our defenders? We're, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. This is horrible for Palestinian people when the, the, the people were when you're telling them that raping and killing raping women and women again I'm probably going to get def uh, demonetized now and killing children that is an act of resistance and he's like it absolutely is is Palestinians is this the person you want to be defending you
Hypocrisy. Murdering the hypocrisy. children. Murdering the hypocrisy. children on the, on the streets Israel of Israel. Israel has no right to talk about killing children. Israel has no right to talk about murdering children. Israel has He's saying Israel has no right to talk about killing children because Israel is killing children itself. Let's say they were. Let's say we lived in a parallel universe that when Israel is attacking Gaza, they were like, hey, let's kill more children. Let's say we lived in that universe, which we don't. This is what about them. What does that got to do with the question? Even if Israel was an evil force that was like, ha ha ha, let's go kill children in Gaza. Oh, oh, oh I was waiting for it to say, let's say we lived in that world, okay? That will still not make what Hamas did an act of resistance, you freaking moron. Why are you just changing the topic? That's not an answer to the question. Israel has a right to exist in the Israel first place. Israel has been massacring children. Do you believe that Israel has a right to exist? Me, hang Israel on, let me, please, please. No let me interrupt. Let me interrupt because. Let me interrupt because the third. Just what he just what about him? He just what about him? Just what like oh yes, this is it. Like I do agree, raping women is an act of resistance. Like well, how so? Like well, because Israel, huh? Sorry, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Like that's not the question. Like you changed the topic. That's what aboutism. Let me please, with respect, Mr. Pellet. Let me interrupt to say one member of the panel hasn't spoken yet and has kept very quiet, respectfully, during that uh, exchange between the two of you. Omar Bada. By the way, by the way, wait, 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 wait. How is it? Okay, so, oh, it is. How is Hamas uh, doing an act of resistance against, like, evil? I mean, wouldn't that, like, completely, let's say Israelis are evil, okay? All of them, IDF, pure evil, ah, okay? But, okay, but give it, Hamas is evil, but, like, we understand why there's Hamas, because, like, they, um, because they've just been occupied and apartheid and all that stuff. I mean, given the conditions that you put Palestinians, well, of course, of course, you're going to have radical groups. Of course, people are going to act like that. What did you expect? This is the natural thing. Okay, well, let's play that. If you, if that's your argument, well, let's play the same game and, and say, okay, fine. IDF, the entirety of Israel and IDF is pure evil, right? Well. I don't know, given all of the terrorist attacks on Israel, given that the, from the very day one of Israel's foundation, all these Arab countries decided to just attack Israel all at the same time, multiple times, and they are constantly asking for the annihilation of the entire country of Israel, and they have hadith and uh, scripture and the actual genuine intention to just wipe out the entirety of the Jews and kill everybody. Um Maybe like even if Israel, if Israel was evil, wouldn't you be like, well, they're resisting that. They are. That's just an act of resistance to all of that. How is Hamas is like, well, they're just resisting to a force of occupiers and apartheid. Well, then is, even if Israel was completely all of them far right fascists, wouldn't you be like, well, what did you expect? How could we not have far-right fascists in Israel, given the, the environment that they're in, given uh, all this anti-Jewish hatred in the Middle East and the genuine desire and the genuine acts of trying to get Israel to get wiped out the map by, you know, one of the most mostly most powerful governments in that region also constantly funding every single person that signals that they're trying to wipe out Israel completely. Given all of that, 
wouldn't you like, huh? Wouldn't you be like, well, that's Israel is just doing an act of resistance. Even if they were doing genocide in Gaza, wouldn't you be like, well, what did you expect? When they you you radicalize them. You radicalize them. You're constantly doing terrorist attacks on them. You're constantly signaling that you want to completely destroy every single one of them. How did you how could they not get radicalized? That's just a natural response. How does how does that argument not work both ways then? Oh, we got more super chats. Oh no, we got a new member. Thank you so much, Prince Stephen the second. But thank you so much for being a member. Okay, wait. You became a Satan's minion. Well, I appreciate having you. You joined the Atheist Republic Army. Um, and now we have joined the Republic. That's what I, that's how I should say. Okay. Nathan L. What is this? Nathan L., I think, Robinson. Thank you so much. Peace requires security. Yes, a peace requires defeat. We're constantly saying peace requires defeating your enemies. That's what it requires. Thank you for the super chat. And then all colors. Thank you so much for the super chat saying this Airheaded Delulu boy just needs to shut up and let her speak. He's showing his utter ignorance with no grace. Well, thank you so much, all colors, for the super chat. Appreciate it. Well, now we got yeah, we got all these super chats. Oh, we got another super chat by Parvana saying, "Still monetized." You said so many words out of uh, loud. Yeah, I'm. I mentioned the. I don't even know how YouTube works anymore. I mentioned that guy's name, and I got demonetized like this. I'm using the R word. I mentioned, you know, Adolf H. I mentioned, you know, like killing children and genocide, and we're still monetized. I don't know how YouTube operates. I don't understand the rules. I don't understand what we're supposed to say for YouTube to just be like. But thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. Anyways, it's a story, really. If you view what Hamas did on October the 7th as simply resistance, then to me, you are ignoring the reality that it was yeah. an appalling terror attack. You can have absolutely legitimate concerns about the scale of Israel's response. I have them myself. But do you genuinely also believe that it was resistance what happened that day? I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but I do have to respond first to the gall of somebody invoking the killing of children in light of Israel having killed nearly 12,000 Pal Palestinian children buried under the rubble over the past three months. In a Okay, this is... Um... This is how you get more Palestinian people, Palestinian children killed, right? This is how you get more Palestinian you know, children killed. Like, he, he didn't think, even if Israel was evil, that is what happens when you attack a country, okay? When you attack a country, first of all, it's what about them again? Like, how dare you talk about um, children dying in, I don't know, Israel? Let me actually look at his phrasing again. Look at this. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but I do have to respond first to the gall of somebody invoking the killing of children in light of Israel having killed. Yeah, okay. So we cannot talk about Israeli children dying because Gazan children are dying. Great logic. Pure. 10 out of 10. Amazing. So we have to completely ignore that. Also, it's not Israel killing those children. It's Hamas killing those children, okay? Israel is forced. Every government is forced to respond to an attack. Why do these people not provide a, an alternative? What should Israel have done? When you attack a country and you kill their civilians, what should be the response? Are you just supposed to take it 
Are you just supposed to not respond? Do you know that will kill more children in numbers? Do you know if you get attacked by a country and you don't respond, that is like, hey, attack us. Attack us because we will not respond. Do you know that no country should do that? The least Israel is the last country that should do that. Because when you attack other countries, it's not necessarily for the for their is going to bring about their complete destruction, right? Israel, every government has to demonstrate its deterrent capabilities, but Israel, more than any country, should be able to demonstrate its deterrent capabilities. Because when other countries get attacked, they if they lose, they lose that battle. They would lose that war. But if Israel loses a war, that would be the end of Israel. That is potentially the end of Israel. That would be the greatest genocide in the history of genocides. So obviously Israel is forced, is forced to show a response. And if, 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 if an attack on Gaza is not, should, not, should not have been that response, well, tell us then what would it, should it have been. Tell us, please, please enlighten us. What should they have done? And if they attack Gaza, given the high population density and given the human shield methodology that Hamas loses, the children would die. The children who are dying in Gaza, the, the civilians who are dying in Gaza, their ratio is lower than the average globally. So are you against all other wars? Are you, hey, sir, if you're talking about, oh, my God, they're ch killing children, are you also against the allies attacking Nazi Germany, given that children died? Do you understand when the allies attacked Nazi Germany, that attack killed children? Are you going, are you against that response, sir? Are you, are you against that? Children will die. Whatever you do, if you don't respond, and if you respond, children will die. So what do we have to do? We have to try to figure out what option will get the least number of civilians casualties, and what option, what option will bring about the lowest amount of misery. That you cannot be like, oh, if children die, that should not be the option. Because if that's the option, then there's no op there's literally no option that has no children dying. You have to like, how do I get the least number of children dying? And not demonstrating your deterrent capabilities is not that. It's not. It's not. But even if it was, why are you doing what about this? I'm like, oh, how could you talk about children dying when Israel is doing this? I can. I can. I can talk about both. Well, thank you so much, Bull, for the super chat saying, and it's gone. Well, I hope not. We got another super chat. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh yes, yes. <sighs> we did it, guys. We got we got demonetized, and it's gone. And it's gone. Well, thank you for the super chat, so that it actually undoes a lot of some of this. But guys, we are running out of time. I need to like play a lot. Of, I'm gonna play a lot more of this before I pause and talk. Twelve thousand Pal Palestinian children buried under the rubble over the past three months. In a genocidal scale, in violence against against defenseless children, is is utterly and completely absurd. And the second and equally important point to make is that anybody who tells you that there was a ceasefire on October sixth was lying to you. On October sixth, Palestinians had no freedom whatsoever throughout the Gaza Strip. 
They could not go in and out of Gaza, no airport, no seaport, no jobs, no access to the outside world, no functioning electricity. And Israel continued to steal Palestinian land in the West Bank throughout that entire year and for decades. Okay, even if that was all wrong, first of all, the West Bank is wrong, but that is ceasefire just because like they're doing doing something wrong doesn't mean that it's war. By the way, in Gaza, I don't know what you're talking about. Gaza, the reason why there's lack of freedom of movement in Gaza is because in Gaza, they elected the government that transparently said that they're trying to destroy Israel and any government that is serving its people is supposed to defend that border. So when you build that wall, if that locks in the Palestinian people, that that that's Hamas's fault. A government, if you are in God, if you are a country that has a border with a state that that the people of that that of that area have elected, and that government comes and says, like, yeah, I'm going to my goal is to completely destroy your country, you are supposed to defend that border. So building a wall there is the responsibility of your country. And if they do get locked in, first of all, they get locked in because also Egypt is also building a wall there. So I don't know why Israel gets is getting all the blame. But if you get locked in, that was not. That's your fault. Like you said that you are going to destroy this country. So they're supposed what they're supposed to do, just let you come in and go. I don't understand what you what you're expecting them to do. Frankly, even before that, and had killed nearly two hundred. I mean I mean, we just saw what happens when that wall gets like a little when you have a little break in that wall for just half a day, I know twelve hundred civilians died. So I think now we know why we need that wall. Spank throughout that entire year and for decades, frankly, even before that, and had killed nearly 250 Palestinians in the course of just the beginning of the year until October 6th. So people who call that a ceasefire are basically telling you to accept a status quo in which Palestinians can be murdered, they can have their children thrown in military detention indefinitely, in which Palestinian land can be taken away from them at will, and they can be denied freedom. And that's an acceptable status quo so long as Israeli by the way, these are the same people who, if, even if you completely change this uh, equation and have the two-state solution, do you think these people are going to be like, oh, yeah, thank you, Israel. This is fantastic, two-state solution. They will still call Israel occupiers because as long as the Jews are there, they're still occupiers. Even after you give them the two-state solution, Israel will still be the occupier. So if you think like, oh, maybe we should like, you know, these people have the right to fight because you're occupiers and if you give in, and give them what they want, then the war will stop. They will. You are the occupiers, according to them, as long as Israel is a country, because the entire region is theirs, not just not just Gaza and the West Bank. So that will not stop the war. Again, taking away their will to fight, that is going to stop the war. So again, I am for the two-state solution, but that, that that's not going to stop the war. Even though I am for it, that's not going to stop the war. The only way to stop the war is to for you to crush them to the point that they're like, you know what, forget it. We give up. We give up. Just like you made Jordan to give up. Just how you made Egypt to give up. Just like how you made Japan to give up. Just like how you made Germany to give up. By defeating them. Oh, and we got another super chat. You're like, oh, like, oh, you're occupying them. Yeah. Even after two-state solution, you, they will still be considered occupiers. So given that, that's not going to bring about peace. Giving them the things that they want is not going to bring about peace. Asian Americans saying, I've seen leftists argue for a Jewish state in Europe, given their level of guilt and shame. Well, they're idiots. That's not going to happen. 
we already i'm not even going to entertain that thought right now like oh yeah let's make other people's countries take it away for them rearrange borders in europe and make a jewish state when israel when israel was made as a country it was made in a place that was not a country and we still have all these problems and these people are like oh let's go to places that are already countries and change the borders and move people around in millions and make a jewish state in the middle of europe sure buddy sure let's do that let's do that even when you made a jewish state in a place that had no borders of any countries we have these this many problems this many years after good luck with that these are safe there's a word for that kind of world and that's called apartheid that is the no. current status quo that always existed leading up to the violence that we saw on october 7th now certainly any time that you engage in violence against civilians that is completely indefensible and there's no way to excuse that nonetheless thinking people look at the situation that led up to it and understand that imprisoning palestinians by the millions for no crime other than being palestinian in gaza and allowing and denying them oh yeah no crime other than being palestinians like this is the it wasn't because hamas came and like and all a lot of other people there like we want to eradicate israel it was like oh yeah no you were you were fine you were like peace loving dudes and you had no problem with us and we just hate you we just want to crush and uh, even though like all the arabs in israel who are citizens of arabs were treating them fine and giving them all the rights and freedoms but for some reason even though you mean no harm to us we just hate you uh, we don't I, like i don't know i just hate your guys i'm just like i just want to commit genocide on your on your uh, lands because i just hate you what a dishonest person like uh, guys even if you want to be anti-israeli at least say things that are believable be anti-israeli in a way that is believable what are you saying again oh my god guys cry for the palestinian people because these are the defenders access to the outside world uh is essentially a recipe to create a wave of violence that is effectively inevitable people who are serious about wanting to end violence and serious about producing a situation in which there is peace for both israelis and palestinians have to be concerned about the driving force of that violence and the you don't want peace you want justice and that's why that's why this will end forever and that's why you need to be able to show that there is no way that you can't win you know he, there's two forces in the world right the the forces that are convincing this is how you end this war this is how you end this war okay because israel will always be able to fight right so but hamas and islamic jihad and other groups in palestine they we could see potentially getting them to a point where they can't fight right um, and the Palestinian people, many of them want the fight to continue because they think that they will one day, if they continue to fight, they could be victorious, right? Given that Israelis, when they think that they could continue to fight, they're right, they can. And Palestinians, they're not right. They're not going to be able to continue. We can get to a, situ get to a situation where they can, we, we could convince them at some point maybe that they cannot win this war. The only way, the only way to finish this war is get to a point where Palestinians realize that they're not going to win this. There is no way to win this. The only solution is not to fight, right? So there are two forces in the world right now. The forces in the world that are telling the Palestinian people that there is hope. That there is hope for victory. There is hope. I agree that there is hope. But there is a hope for a military victory, right? And there are forces in the world that are telling them, just just give up just accept peace it will be it will be better for you just give up give up the fight 
I know your ego might not like let you want to, but look at look at Germany. Look how good they are right now. They they give up. They they lost. And look at look at how amazing Germany is right now. You know, Japan gave up. Japan when they after the atomic bombs, they were like, okay, uh, yeah, nope, nope. Before the atomic bombs, they were like, okay, let's war, let's continue fighting this to the last man. After the atomic bomb, like, yep, nope. We surrender, completely surrender. Look at Japan now. You think there's shame in surrender? Look at Japan right now. Look how amazing Japan is. So do you want your ego to be intact? Or do you want peace and prosperity and security? You have to choose one. So again, it's a competition between these two forces. People like this guy on the screen right now, who's telling them, who's telling them that they have the right, that they should fight. They're just, it's a just fight that they have to continue to fight. These people are bringing misery upon the Palestinian people and other people who are telling Palestinians the truth that no matter what you think about justice and fairness, if you want justice and fairness, you're screwed. You are screwed and your children are screwed. If you want peace and security and prosperity, maybe for your children at some point, just surrender. Stop fighting. Even if you think it's unfair. So these two forces, these two narratives, whoever wins, if we win, if our narrative wins, Palestinian people will eventually have peace and security. If these people win, if these people are continue to manage to convince the Palestinian peoples to continue to fight, and Israel is evil, and Israel needs to be defeated, these are the worst people for Palestinians. Okay, we, like Troil, thank you so much for the super chat. Troil is saying, Denmark lost Scania? Southern tip of uh, the southern tip of Sweden today in a war in 1658. Thus, Danish land has been occupied for 366 years since it was since it was originally Danish. I mean, well, technically, every land, almost all, most land is occupied land based on that standard. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl, for the super chat. We need it because we got demonetized, right? But based on the standards of what these people call occupied land there is very little non-occupied land. And you know what is also occupied land based on these standards? 21 Arab countries is occupied land. Only Saudi Arabia is not occupied land. But the rest of, the rest of Arab countries, they're all occupied land by Arabs based on the standard. But let's continue. Driving force is absolutely Israeli apartheid that has denied Palestinians freedom for too long. And until you solve that underlying problem, you're never going to get into a situation in which okay. there is any safety or security for anyone. You know, you, okay. continue, you continue using all these buzzwords, apartheid, genocide, and those aren't what those words actually mean, but I do want to clarify a few things that you commented it's on. Nice, it's and the nice first of which is that I shouldn't be speaking, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be speaking about killing children. There is a massive difference between a deep... Amnesty, even, uh, even Amnesty International, if you look at their reports, Okay, so Amnesty International is not and Human Rights Watch. I have read their reports, and they are is the level of dishonesty when it comes to, to Israel. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Israel is obviously, obviously not apartheid. I mean, if you even say Israel is apartheid in West Bank or Gaza, then you don't even know what apartheid is referring to. It's second class citizens. If you have citizens and some of them are second class then that would make it apartheid. These people are not citizens of Israel. How could you have, how could you be a second class 
citizen of Israel when you're not even a citizen. Like, I don't even understand what, how is this even a discussion? Oh my God. Defensive war targeting terrorist targets that are using civilian sites, including UN schools, including hospitals, endangering their own people in the Gaza Strip, something that they themselves have admitted and no, the that's a lie. invading I mean, of the right sovereign now, borders of a foreign country back. and murdering children in their no, home on Emily, a right, Let me ask Emily a question. No Emily, let, let, let me ask Emily. Let me ask. Let me. Excuse me. If you could stop shouting over each other, let me. Let me ask Emily a question, and it's this: Emily, look, I think Israel had a right to defend itself, a duty to defend itself, but we now have, as we've heard, I think it's twelve thousand children believed to have been killed. Uh, another 20,000 or so have been orphaned. Uh, Two-thirds of Gaza has been flattened. And here Benjamin Netanyahu says after four months, well, we're nowhere near finished. There's months more of this. We will continue until the last Hamas terrorist is gone. OK, but that may mean the entire Gaza Strip is gone, destroyed, flattened. You know it may mean... Well, hang on. It may mean the number of children killed doubles to 20,000, maybe 30,000. Well, see, here's this is not how it works. It's not linear, right? So a lot of people are saying that, uh, look how how many people are killed, and if this continues a couple more months, this will the number of people who are killed will double. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I'm not a military expert, but the when you go in, the casualties are a lot higher when you first do the air operations than when you eventually have the ground operations. So it, it's not a linear correlation where like, okay, so two months, if we in, if in two months, for example, I'm just making number up, we had 20,000 deaths, then in four months, we're going to have 40,000 deaths. Because the main number of casualties comes at the beginning when you're doing the aerial operations. When you send in the ground force, it's not going to be that, it's not going to be the same numbers every month. I mean, if you look at the numbers right now, the number of death casualties per day has dropped very significantly in Gaza compared to the initial part of the operation. And that's why it's insane for you to do a ceasefire now because the main cost, the main civilian cost is at the beginning. And now that you have taken that out, now comes the part that achieves, tries to achieve the objective. But if you go back and stop this, stop all of this, and then... Hamas rebuilds itself and then have to go back in later, you're, that's going to get you more civilian casualties because then now you have to do the initial part of the operation when it gets you the highest number of civilian casualties again at some point. So now that you have taken that really high cost that it's at the beginning away, you should continue with the part that has lower civilian casualty part. If you stop now, then you have to go do the first part at some point again. Do you understand? Guys, do you, does, that, does that make sense, what I'm saying? What point does this become, even to people who support Israel implacably about this, does it become just utterly disproportionate? Guys, what I said was very important. Do you understand what I just said? What I just said was very, very important for people to understand because we're trying to reduce civilian casualties. And people think like, they just think like, oh, ceasefire means less civilian casualties. It's hard for people to understand how ceasefire sometimes means so more civilian casualties. We have to make this point because intuitively it doesn't make sense to people. People think like, oh, if you just stop the war, less people will die. 
You don't understand. No, no, no. Sometimes if you stop the war, more people will die. Well, I think proportionality isn't the actual question here. There's a very easy way to end this war, and that is to return all of the hostages and to surrender unconditionally. That is what Hamas should be doing. That is where the but focus and the pressure end the war, of the international would it? community. But, no, hang on, but should, Emily, that would not. That would no. Benjamin Netanyahu. No, hang on, Benjamin Netanyahu stated yeah. unequivocally this goes on until Hamas are finished, all of them. That means exactly. another exactly. That means another twenty thousand people have to be killed, right? No. Who are just the terrorists? No. So he's not going to no, stop not if, if the hostages got released tomorrow. But that's not true. I said ne Netanyahu. The unconditional, Emily, let me the finish. Unconditional let me finish my question. Of Hamas. I don't think Prime Minister Netanyahu has any intention, even if the hostages get returned tomorrow, of letting twenty thousand Hamas terrorists remain in power in Gaza. He's going to continue. But that's I already. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, so I don't think Netanyahu's objective, uh, Netanyahu's objective is just to continue this war so that he could stay in power. So forget, let's let's look at what the right thing is thing to do is, regardless of what Netanyahu wants, right? And Netanyahu is not good for the Israeli people, obviously. Um, but but it, it, again, it, it doesn't, it's not based on the numbers. Like when you are, no military works like this. Like people are like, how many Palestinian casualties are enough? Like, okay, so 20,000 people have died. Okay, so what, what is it enough? And they're like, what do you mean what is enough? Like how many more people have to be, civilians have to die in Gaza for this to be enough? I'm like, oh, do you think that's how it works? Is that how it works? It's like IDF is like the objective of the IDF military operations in Gaza was like, okay, like, guys, let's go in and let's get 50,000 civilian casualties. And once we hit 50,000 civilian casualties, that's when we know we have achieved our objective. Why are you asking how many civilian casualties are enough when the number of civilian casualties dying is not the military objective? The military objective should be, I think, in my opinion, to get to a point where we know Hamas will not be able to rule over Gaza anymore, right? That is the military objective. So it's not based on the number of civilian casualties dying. It's based on reaching that objective. That is the goal. So stop acting like, okay, so yeah, once we hit, this is the number of civilian casualties that would be enough. And that goal will be achieved in two ways. The first way is to continue this war until Hamas is, capabilities are destroyed to the point where they can't rule over Gaza. But the second part, which is even more difficult, is to find a replacement, which seems impossible right now because the Abbas is also genocidal and fucking maniac and also is not even approved by the Palestinians themselves. And the only way, I think, seems to me, is to for Israel to openly pressure the Saudis to get into Gaza. And again, that is not going to be easy. Saudi Arabia does not want to do that. Palestinians do not like, like do not like the Saudis. But at least it's something. It is an effort. It's an effort. It's like it's it's a, because there's nothing else. It's a really horrible situation. It's a really horrible situation. If you leave Gaza with a power vacuum, even if Hamas doesn't come take control, whatever takes control is going to be like Hamas. It's going to be something that is not Hamas, but it's effectively Hamas. So you cannot leave Gaza and you cannot rule over that area either. Okay. You need a replacement. This is a horrible situation. I don't know what the solution is. The only thing I can think of 
is to somehow pressure because the Saudis are constantly acting like, oh, if you wanted, if you want the Abrahamic Accords to uh, continue, we need a two two state solution and so forth. Like, okay, well, Saudis, come, come take part. You know, you wanted, you want the Abrahamic Accords, you want a two state solution, well, come rule over Gaza. I think that's the only. Don't I, I don't know. Do you guys see any other pathway? Because I, right now there's no other alternatives. You said that I said the release of hostages and the unconditional surrender of Hamas. Hamas. I mean, you have the money to rebuild Gaza. Okay, come rebuild Gaza. Come rebuild Gaza. It will get you. You know what? Even even though the Saudis are hated, hated by many Muslims, including the Palestinians. Okay, the Saudis just let them let them come in Gaza and build like a crap ton of hospitals and schools. And other facilities and water and electricity and internet just come build that. At some point, a lot of people there are like, okay, well, maybe this is nice. You know, Saudis should use their monies. This is good for their soft power, okay? The Saudis, if they come into Gaza and rule over Gaza, and even though Palestinians hate them because they're cozying up with Israelis, if they start building, if they start building this world, maybe they will stop thinking about martyrdom and the next one, right? So at some point, you know, as much as people are revenge oriented and justice oriented, if you give them something to live for, maybe at some point they were like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. Let's just live. Right. That's the only way. That's the only way. And the Saudis, the Saudis are the only players that could do this right now. Cannot remain in power in the Gaza Strip and restore, have Israel restore a sense of security. Those two things cannot coexist. That is why Netanyahu said we will not accept any term in which Hamas stays in power because they will do the same thing again. And the longer this goes on, the longer they stay in power, the more funding. I think the most recent documents said 150 million went through Sinwar and the documents that the IDF but Emily, found you can't on the ground. Just kill, the more money Emily, that Iran is funding, Emily, you cannot just the stronger kill, Hamas you, is. You cannot just kill everybody in Gaza. They're not going to kill everybody in Gaza. What are you talking about? Of course, they're not going to kill everybody in Gaza. They, they, it will stop. It should stop once the military is based on a military objective. Every military, no military operates the way Piers Morgan wants it to. It's based on a military objective. The military objective should be to defeat Hamas to the point where they can rule over Gaza. That's when it will end. It will not take to the part where everybody is not even going to get close to every killing everybody in Gaza. Israel is not intending to kill everyone in Gaza. If they carry, they on, for, call if they carry on for many regular, more months, we are risking. If they carry on for many more months, are, how many people are going to get killed? No. I can't this answer is, that question as to how joke. many people are going to be killed, but I can tell you that not yeah, a single, uh, not even one more person would be killed if Hamas surrendered unconditionally today. I'm, 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 Okay, but I, that talking point doesn't work anymore. You know, I am pro-Israeli as, as you know, I'm pro-Israeli, but saying like, oh, don't ask Israel, ask Hamas. Well, okay, good luck with that. Like people are like, oh, um, don't ask Israel this and this and that. Hamas should just surrender. Okay, well, I'm sure they will listen. I'm sure we could go talk to Hamas. I'm like, hey, guys, maybe you should just surrender. And Hamas is going to be like, oh, okay. We didn't consider that. We will surrender tomorrow. Like that is not also... You know, I'm pro-Israeli like Emily is, but that is also not solution-oriented. There's obviously, even Hamas is obviously evil, but there's obviously things that Israel could do that are better and stuff Israel that could do that are worse. Judging which one is better, it does not mean we're not blaming Hamas. I suggest something? Yes. May I make a suggestion? Since Netanyahu and his government have... Before October 7th, have already, and, and previous Israeli governments, 
have murdered more civilians than Hamas ever did. Why don't we do, why don't we flip this uh, equation and say... So, so did the allies in Germany. ...that the hostages will be released once Netanyahu and his government are taken to The Hague and 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 uh, and charged with war crimes. I think it makes much more... No, no, yeah, go take them, go take them. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely in support of taking them to international uh, courts, but like if there's no evidence, then you guys should shut the hell up. And if there's an, if there's evidence for individual bad actors to Israel in Israel, then those individuals should be punished, but not the entirety of Israel and not the entirety of IDF. Since the Israelis have killed far more Palestinian children and Palestinian civilians than Hamas or any Palestinians. It's not about the numbers, it's about the intentions, because the intentions will give you the overall number of civilians dying. Again, I already said this. It matters. It's Hamas, if they could, like, Hamas, if they could, if they could kill more, they would have killed more. Hamas, if they could kill, they would kill all of Israel, right? Israel is trying not to, Israel is, is, is you know, Israel's attack on Gaza is ending up in more civilians dying, but Israel is trying to reduce civilians dying. Hamas maybe killed less civilians, but Hamas was trying to kill more civilians. The intention really matters because the intention shows the long-term results of the actions of, of different act what different actors are doing right so if you want to be short-sighted i'm like oh this many civilians died here this many civilians died here so these are the, the these are the worst people you're ignoring the intentions and you're ignoring the long-term effects of the every side's policy so the long-term effects of responding in gaza is less civilians dying the short term right now you might seem like okay comparably is more civilian is more civilians dying but the long term effect of responding to an attack in, in your country and responding in gaza the long term effect means like eventually you have to showing your deterrent capability is the only way that you eventually will stop war it's the war and that will end up killing less people so yeah, in a short amount of time, you will see like, I don't know, 20,000 or 30,000 civilians dying. But these numbers would be a lot higher if this war just continues indefinitely. You have to it's a, it, you have to pay a heavy price so that you don't pay a higher price down the road. I don't know if that makes sense to people. Ever have. Israeli attacks on Gaza preceded Hamas by decades. What Israeli attacks on the West Bank go on. Israeli attacks in Jerusalem go on where, the, where Hamas is not in charge. Okay. So, I mean, this whole Hamas excuse is ridiculous. Okay. I, 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 why don't we do this? Okay. Let's, wait till, let's wait till we remove uh, Netanyahu's government and then negotiate. I think that should be the condition. And the Israeli military, which is a genocidal terrorist well, I mean, I would like to remove Netanyahu from the government right now, but unfortunately, the laws in Israel works in a way that as long as the war is continuing, I don't know how the how you guys operate there, but it seems like Netanyahu cannot be removed uh, and while this war is continuing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be better for everybody, Israelis and Palestinians, if Netanyahu is not making decisions right now. But yeah, he's like he we're stuck with this guy while the war is continuing. And the Israeli military, which is a genocidal terrorist organization. So you're asking for things that are just not going to happen, I guess. It's disarmed and dismantled. That yeah, will be a good time. To, okay, let, let me, give me, the final, let me give the final word to the Palestinian on the panel, which is you, Omar. Look, we have to be stop this pretense that Israel is engaging in accidental violence in which Palestinian civilians are killed. Every major human rights organization in the world, including, by the way, Israeli human rights organizations, document that the Israeli military is engaging in indiscriminate violence. Not true, not true. We have reports that shows the civilian to death ratio is lower than, you know, many other wars. 
and we have seen all we have we also have very credible reports about everything that israel is doing to try to reduce civilian casualties and we also have way more than credible a lot a ton of credible reports to show that hamas uses human shields so wrong yeah i'm sure if you just focus on amnesty international and some other people like that that are genuinely anti-israeli you will see reports like that but also these reports that i mentioned also do exist against civilians and that is why the International Court of Justice has found that there is actually a plausible case for Israel being engaged in genocidal violence. And no, they they took it they took it plausible enough to start a court start start a court. It's it, that's not evidence, you idiot. It's kind of like somebody accusing me of murder and then having a court case for it to see if I actually murdered somebody. And we're like, oh, so given that the court has started, that means that it's plausible that you committed murder. Like, no, that's what the court is supposed to find evidence for. Just me being in the court doesn't show that I have committed murder. Gaza, and that should tell you something. And we have to stop pretending that you can kill this many people on accident. And just one... It's, um, it's not an accident. They know civilian people will die, but there's no other way. They're trying to reduce civilian dead casualties. Like, look how hard these people... This is kind of reminds me of theists who kind of say like, oh, you don't believe in God, so you think the world just came about by accident? Like, nope, nope, that's... I did not... You know, you are just... That's a straw man, right? That's a straw man. You're just changing people's word to make him more ridiculous than the actual claim that they're making. In Gaza, and that should tell you something, and we have to stop pretending that you can kill this many people on accident. And just one issue with, with something that you mentioned, Piers, I don't think this is a question of proportionality. So so he's saying that they are intending to kill this many civilians. Okay, so they suck at killing civilians because it's so much easier to kill more civilians. We have to be clear about what Israel is doing here. This is not an act of self-defense because an occupier can never, in principle, be defending themselves against the people they're occupying if we... Oh, you hear what he said? That means that any response... So he says, like, the... He says, because Israel is the occupier, any response by Israel is condemned. Any response by Israel is, is condemned. They are basically telling you that you we Hamas should be when Hamas attacks Israel and kills civilians, Israelis should just roll over and die. Because any response, given that I have labeled them as occupiers, any response, any response will be condemned. So just that the, they are just telling you the only response that they accept is just you dying. They are serious once again. What Israel is doing in Gaza, if they wanted self-defense, there were zero, there were zero Israelis way, in Gaza on October sixth. Zero. The, the easy, yeah, it, inside, Gaza is not they occupied. Gaza, they bombed it at will whenever they wanted to, and they prevented the Palestinians in Gaza from Israeli. going in and out. You never mentioned so Egypt. No responsibility for Egypt. You know Everything is always Israel's fault. Emily, you know, no, 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 you know no. the I'm problem. Sorry. The problem with that still, argument. The problem with that argument is this: is that when it wanted to at the start of this war, Israel had the power and capability to turn off the energy into Gaza, to turn off the internet, to turn off the water, to turn off the food supply. That is a form of occupation, even if you're not. No, that is not. Well, the reason why they could turn off the water, turn off the electricity is because Hamas, which is the government that is supposed to provide these to these services to the people, decided not to do that, decided to use its resources to make missiles to attack Israel. So the reason why you're like, so Piers Morgan is saying like, yeah, Gaza is occupied because Israel can turn off their water, turn off their electricity. Well, I mean, if Hamas... Uh, was acting like a genuine government and instead of you know trying to eliminate its neighbor 
focused the attention to providing these services themselves, then Israel would not be in that position to do that. This is kind of like, you know what Piers Morgan is saying? Israel is an occupier because they could turn off the water and turn off the uh, electricity. You know what this is? The, what Piers Morgan arguments is like? Imagine if my neighbor had a father that was an alcoholic and was beating uh, his wife and his children all the time. I was not providing food for them, and I saw that the child is hungry. The ch my ch my neighbor's child is hungry, and I was like, because Israel provi is providing water and electricity to Gaza for free. Given that Hamas is not doing that, Hamas takes the the water pipes that is bringing water to uh, Palestinians. Hamas digs them out of the ground and turns them into missile. So I mean, I don't know why Piers Morgan is forgetting the the part that the reason why Israel can turn off the water is because they're providing the water to Palestinians for free. So it would be in my example. Imagine I see that the father is not providing to the children, and I decided to go to to the children and give them bring them food every day to my neighbor's children and you're like okay armin you have occupied this house this children because now these children you could decide that they don't eat at any moment that you want armin you are now in the control of whether these children eat or not because at any moment you could stop providing them food wow how evil i'm sorry that now i'm in a position that i could decide that these children don't eat because i could cut the food any moment i want you know, I'm taking the response. The father should have provided food for them. I'm now stepping in, and now I'm responsible because I could cut the food. What the hell? What kind of law? What kind of reasoning is that? <laughs> this is such a dumb, stupid point. I don't. This is insane. Like everything is opposite. Oh my god! Basically, inside Gaza. That's actually false. What That's Israel actually is false. Israel wasn't able to turn off all of the water. Yes, it is. They only control. Yeah, it's not all the water, it's some of the water. Emily is right here. It's not all the water. But even if it was all the water, even if it was all the water, the reason why I control all the water is because I'm providing for the people that I'm not even the government of. I, I'm not even they, they have a government that is not doing that, but I'm doing that for them. It's actually false. That's actually false. It's actually it's actually act of kindness. I'm like it's so insane. Like they elected the government that instead of providing to for them. They elected a government that is trying to annihilate me and it's not providing water to them. I'm like, oh my God, let me provide water to you. And I'm being condemned for that. Like, this is just proof that I'm evil no matter what the fuck I do. What the hell? What the fuck? Oh my God. Not all of it, but it was able to turn it off for a lot of people. I don't think Israel should have that power over. Wow, how evil providing water to Gaza for free because their government that they elected that wants to kill me can't do that. How evil of me. Like, it's insane. Like, in what era in history did the government decide to provide free water to the people who elected a government that is trying to annihilate you? This is an actual act of kindness. This is, this <laughs> Israel should be like in, congratulated for this. Like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. You're providing water to people that are not your citizens who elected the government that is trying to destroy you. Any Palestinians. If Israel, if Israel was interested in self defense, I don't think that a terrorist organization should be ruling Palestinians either. I don't think that I agree with you on that. I agree with you. I agree with you on that point, Emily. Okay, listen. I've got to bring it. I've got to bring it to an end. It was a good. It was a good debate. Thank you. I've got to leave it there. I'm sorry. We've run out of time. We've gone longer than I was expecting to. I appreciate the passion on all sides. I hope we can get to.
Guys, I perform better than all of these people. Even I mean, I mean, Emily has brought some really good points, but I think I brought up better points than all four of them. Okay, make this channel well known. Atheist Republic is a good channel. We are making some really good nuanced points here, and more people need to see this. Share this video. Subscribe to this channel. Tell other people to come subscribe. But guys, honestly. Who among all five people here who brought up the best points? Okay, all five of us. I did it, was me, it was me. So, reward this channel with a like and leave a comment after the stream is over. Say, like, your comments will help us grow the channel. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit bell notification, and go to other people. I'm like, hey guys, this Armin guy, this guy is great, he's making great points. You have to subscribe to his channel. So, go ahead and do that. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yes, people are saying yes. Like long ago, well, thank yes, people are saying I did. I did. I brought up the best points. Yeah, fantastic. Good. Anyways, guys, I have to go getting prepared for the next stream in Persian for people in Iran. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for liking. Shame on you if you did not like the stream. Shame, shame, shame. Like the stream right now. It takes only one second. See you on the next, next stream. Bye. Mwah.